Hey, 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 welcome to the Badly Branded Podcast. I'm your host, Beulah Marie. And, you know, I gotta say, it is not my goal to talk about Kim Kardashian and Kanye West every time I do an episode, but one of them or both of them are always in the news. So today, I just gotta say something about recent Kim Kardashian comments that caused drama and a stir and controversy. Um, Essentially, she said that people need to get off their asses and work. And that, um, you know, people basically have to work to succeed. Um, I guess it was more than that. Didn't see the whole interview, but people are really mad about it. People are taking this as an attack against working women because I guess it was towards women specifically. And people are mad about it because of her privilege. People think she, understandably, think that she has had a leg up in life, that she kind of started on third base. So, of course, it was easy to, to make it to home. Um, and I understand that piece. But I don't understand why people are so mad about um, the comments in general. Uh, Essentially, you know, um, I agree that it was tone deaf what she said. Um, She basically said nobody wants to work these days and um, that people need to get off of their butts and work if they want success. So um, here's my thoughts on it. Obviously, what she said was a little tone deaf, particularly given the fact that as a society, we've been kind of in dire straits as of late because of minimum wage being laughable and because of the pandemic and things like that. Of course, there's people who don't have the ability to just get off their butts and work. They maybe have a disability physical health problem, a mental health concern that prevents them from working. I don't think that she is talking about or to those people. And I don't think she's talking to or about people who are working two jobs to make ends meet because those people are working their butts off. Those people are hustling. But of course, again, given the climate right now, very tone deaf, obviously, Kim has privilege. She was born into wealth. But I'm going to stand by the fact that if some motivational speaker said the same thing that Kim Kardashian said, that person would not be getting this level of backlash. If certain podcasters, I won't name names, or inspirational influencers were saying the same thing, It would just be par for the course, and no one would be so salty about it. Listen, I could go to pretty much any family's dinner or public establishment or whatever and likely hear someone say something along the lines of, no one wants to work these days. It's an annoying phrase for sure, and it's not accurate, but it's common, and I hear it almost daily from different people in different places. So Kim Kardashian is sharing a sentiment that 
coming from someone with generational wealth and who looks like she does and is as polarizing as she is, is hard to digest. I get that. She's not the messenger for that message, right? However, while I don't agree with the part where she says no one wants to work anymore, it doesn't mean that it is innately untrue that in order to reach certain levels of success, for the most part, you have to put in work, effort, hustle, and grind. It's not to say that people never get to levels of success without putting in the work. Um, It's not to say that everyone that puts in the work and hustle gets to that level of success. But for the most part, it's essentially ultimately true that in order to attain success and reach your dreams, you have to work for it. So I don't get what the outrage is about. You don't have to like Kim or her family, as I've said before, or really like or respect any celebrity. And I understand why people don't. However, someone being wealthy and having privilege also does not innately mean that they lack work ethic or don't work or don't hustle. Someone can be born into wealth and be famous and still work hard and still have that hustle inside them. Again, I just think if some millionaire giving an inspirational TED talk or some white male politician or CEO or pastor or personal trainer said this same exact thing, wealthy or not, no one would even remotely bat an eyelash at it. It's because it's her. So don't be hypocritical. You know, people love to hate this family, and I understand why, but honestly, the incessant Kardashian hate and backlash is sometimes just as annoying or more annoying than they are. If you don't like them, stop making them trend, (laughs) you know? Like, if you don't like Kim Kardashian or want to hear what she has to say, don't follow her, don't take her business advice. The same way I said, you know, don't take medical advice from Joe Rogan. Like, if you don't agree with it, you don't like it, don't listen to it, don't follow it, don't keep talking about it and making these people more famous and making it trend. Yeah, it was tone deaf what she said, but why is it news, (laughs) especially right now with everything going on? I don't get why it's newsworthy, particularly given Ukraine and everything else much bigger problems in the world, right? And and I don't get why it's news because I bet your aunt or your grandmother is saying the same thing every time she has to wait in line longer at the grocery store because all of the checkout lines are empty with no workers. They're probably saying the same exact comments, right or wrong, they're saying it. You're not canceling them. <laughs> and, you know, I bet your favorite empowering self-help book shares the same sentiment of put in the work, do the work, but it's just not coming from a person that is perceived as a rich, out-of-touch plastic. Personally, I think she's a little more than that alone, but I digress. You know, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like, as I've said multiple times on this podcast, that two things can be true at once. Like, I found a quote from Stephen King. It says, amateurs sit and wait for inspiration. The rest of us just get up and go to work. He wasn't canceled. 
uh, Britney Spears lyric. You want a hot body? You want a Bugatti? You want a Maserati? You better work, bitch. Thank God she wasn't canceled. You can Google images and find all these quotes. Put in the work. You can expect to succeed if only you put in the work. My secret is simple. Put in the work. You know, if you're not willing to work for it, don't complain about not having it. Wake up and work hard. Grind. No dream comes true until you wake up and go to work. Dreams don't work unless you do. You can find any of those a dime a dozen on the internet. Celebrities saying it, pastors saying it, writers saying it, podcasters saying it, coaches saying it. It's all okay unless a Kardashian says it. And listen, I don't agree. Again, I just want to clarify. I don't agree that no one wants to work anymore. But I do agree that, I don't know, maybe getting off of one's butt and putting in the work is kind of essential to success sometimes, a lot of the time. And yes, of course, it helps to be born rich and have those connections and have that privilege. Obviously, multiple things can be true at once. So that's where I am uh, at with that recent Kim controversy. I don't understand why it's a controversy. That's basically, basically it. Um, so what else? Now that I'm done with that rant, um, I'm still really into playing Wordle and Nerdle. Wordle is obviously the really popular word game. Nerdle is its math cousin. And now my brother introduced me to one called Hurdle. H-E-A-R-D-L-E. And it's a game where you guess a song, just judging by the beginning opening notes. And the quicker you get it, the better score. So that's been fun too. So that's my morning trifecta, hurdle, wordle, nerdle. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so funny story. This week I went to New York. It was just a whirlwind trip, 24 hours in and out. Uh, Went there for work but also uh, went there for Broadway. And um, I'll be honest, the main reason I was going was to see the Michael Jackson show on Broadway. Scheduled a meeting and a a stop at my company's headquarters while I was there because it's based in New York. Um, And also while I was there, I stood in line to get rush tickets for Music Man on Broadway starring Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster. So Sutton Foster is from younger and bunheads. Uh, she's amazing. Hugh Jackman doesn't need an introduction. We all know who who uh, Hugh Jackman is. So I go to my company's um, HQ, have a meeting, have lunch, find out towards the end of the lunch that, oh no, my lunch was filled with gluten. Now I have celiac disease. So gluten is the enemy. Um, And, you know, I waved it off like it was no big deal. The chef made a joke, you know, apologizing for poisoning me. There were other people there showing grave concern. Do I need an EpiPen? Do I have to go to the hospital? And I, you know, said it was okay. I was okay. I thought I was okay. So I hoof it back, uh, you know, get a cab, hoof it back to my hotel trying to make this matinee for Music Man after my meeting at work. Took a half day, by the way. I wasn't getting paid to go to Broadway. Um, so dumb work. Go to the hotel. Do a quick change. Make it to the theater with five, ten minutes to spare before showtime. I'm amazed that my rush tickets are fourth row, orchestra left. So excited. Row D. 
really up close. Um, little starstruck when Hugh Jackman comes out. I've met a lot of famous people. I've been to a lot of concerts, seen a lot of shows, but you know, he's pretty much like a list of a list. So to have him just four rows away from me was pretty cool. So I'm sitting there and oh no, it's maybe 10 minutes in and sorry if this is TMI, but I felt like I had to throw up. So I'm like, what do I do right now? Anyone that has, has been to any type of theater, like, you know, it's poor etiquette to get up in the middle of a, of a show when it's not intermission, um, especially when one of the leads is on stage, especially when you're up close and the whole theater can see you um, get up and leave. So I am willing my body to like chill. I am having these come to Jesus internal talks and dialogues with my immune system, telling it to calm the F down because Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster are right in front of you. And all of these people at this sold out matinee on Broadway in New York City can see you, you know? And uh, I had become friendly with this guy next to me who this British guy who stood in line with me um, for the rush tickets. And we kind of started talking about all these different shows we see and different musicals. He was nice enough to let me use his phone bank to charge up my phone because I didn't have time, you know, rushing from the office to the hotel to the theater. And, um, you know, I, I ripped off the charger from my phone, basically shoved it at him, did not give any indication of where I was going, what I was doing, didn't say bye, asked the two people next to me to please move. I get up, I bolt out of the theater about a quarter of the way through the show. So I was like halfway through act one. Um, and yeah, I, uh, you know, I threw up a few times in the bathroom at the theater, um, almost went back to my seat, but decided I'm not going to risk it. So yeah, I walked out on Hugh Jackman. I ran into a Dwayne Reed, asked for Pepto-Bismol and Benadryl and gluten-free crackers and ginger ale and Gatorade and, you know, get all my stuff. And I run back to the hotel and, um, yeah, it was just, it was not great. And so I was glutened, uh, for those who don't know what that means. It's like, if you have celiac disease and you have gluten, your body does not tolerate it. It causes an immune reaction. Um, everyone has different symptoms. My symptoms feel like a terrible hangover slash the worst seasickness you've ever had in your life. Um, and so I was in bed and just distraught because I missed, you know, most of that musical. And then the main reason I went to New York was the Michael Jackson show. And um, I had such a great day at my company's headquarters and such a great meeting and such a wonderful, inspiring time. And I, I was so happy. And I was so excited to get the tickets to the Hugh Jackman show. And, you know, the disappointing the disappointment was almost as bad as as getting glutened. And so I'm in bed at this hotel in my favorite city on earth, just crying, you know, because I like I wanted to be enjoying New York. And instead I was holed up under the covers, um, trying to keep down any food or beverage. And it just it wasn't happening. I mean, I couldn't even keep Pepto-Bismol down, not to be gross, but it was bad. Um, finally, after taking some Benadryl, I was able to get a little nap. 
and able to rally for the show MJ the Musical, which is the Michael Jackson show at the Neil Simon Theater. And let me tell you, it was utterly amazing. Like, highly, highly recommend. Um, The tickets, you know, range in price. Uh, I do know that there is a daily lottery available where um, you can get tickets for $35. Um, That's not what I did, but I did something similar for the Music Man, the Hugh Jackman show. Um, If you line up there in the morning of a show, go to the box office, there's a certain amount of tickets they release the day of. And for Music Man, you can get tickets for, it's either $46 or $49. Um, And they're good seats sometimes. Like the seats I have were great. And there were people selling those seats for on StubHub for $700, $800, $900. And I paid like either $46 or $49 for them. They're called rush tickets. So if you ever want to see a show on Broadway, you don't want to spend the big bucks. Research if there's rush tickets available. Research if there's a lottery available. So the MJ one, I paid full price, but there was a lottery for it if you want to try that sometime. $35. Anyway, uh, if you have the opportunity to see it, go see it. I cannot really give an input on the music man. Uh, what I saw was good, but it was like I said, maybe not even a quarter of the way into the show. So I can't give a full review on that. Um, but it's Hugh Jackman. So how could it not be good? But, um, the MJ show, Michael Jackson, the musical at the Neil Simon theater in New York. I cannot say enough good, wonderful, awesome, fabulous, fantastic, amazing things about it. Um, so I had like 14th row orchestra, wasn't a bad seat in the house, though. You could have the upper mezzanine and still still worth seeing. There's not a bad seat there. The show was energetic. It was energizing, intense in the best way, electrifying, touching, clever, thoughtful, well done, nuanced. I mean, just A++ from my perspective. The vibe in the room was so good. I'm talking like standing ovations in the middle of the show, a dance party at the end, and everything in between. It was awesome. And, you know, as I've shared on this podcast before, I don't know what to think about his personal life, and I'm not going to make any assumptions about that or pretend that I know because none of us do. But Michael Jackson, as the artist, I am a huge, huge fan. Um, So I might be a little biased, but from my opinion, anyone would like this show that appreciates music or pop pop culture or dancing um, or Broadway. Like it had something for everyone. It was really good. And they did a nice job of telling MJ's story honestly, um, including either alluding to or outright showcasing some struggles and darker stuff. Um, But they were also at the same time respectful of his legacy as an artist, an icon, a performer, and a musician. So we got to see his playful side, his shy side, his shrewd side, his insecure side, his creative side, his entertaining side. Um, We saw that he was eccentric, assertive, confident. We saw his expertise, his mastery, his silliness, and his human nature. Um, The actors who played MJ at each age and era simply blew me away. Um, Our show, the the older Michael, um, that was the MJ of the dangerous era, um, he was played at the the show I saw by the understudy, Miles, um, I think his name is Miles Frost, and he was really good. 
but there was also like a kid version of Michael and then like a bad thriller era um, Michael as well. Um, And each of the actors nailed every gesture, every quirk, every mannerism and intonation, inflection, dance step, vocal signature, you know, and cadence and tick, you know, all of it. Um, and it was, it was cool cause it was sort of like a concert and a musical all in one, mostly Michael Jackson songs with a couple originals. Um, but overall it was a great story, great show, amazing talent. Highly recommend you wouldn't be disappointed. Um, I would see it again in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, so that was my little trip to New York recently, um, which was fun. And uh, kind of brings me to my next topic here. Um, so something I was thinking about with the the Kim Kardashian stuff is like, why do people care um, so much what she's saying? And why, you know, I saw some of the comments turn really haterish. They were like, they went from making some good points about her privilege and it being tone deaf and all of that to like criticizing her looks saying she spent so much money on plastic surgery, spends so much money on, you know, her hair and makeup and, you know, making comments about the way she dresses and things that just like, okay, you're you're losing the thread. You're getting off topic here. Um, and when I started to see those, it, it made me just kind of annoyed. Like that's just a hater. That's being a hater. You're not making a good point by pointing out that she has spent a lot of money on cosmetic stuff and and her appearance. Like, okay, who cares? You're not making a point really with those types of things. And furthermore, it's like a lot of celebrities get criticized for that stuff. Like I heard someone getting mad that Cameron Diaz like said she doesn't wash her face a lot and she doesn't ever think of it. And they're like, well, of course you wouldn't have to worry about washing your face if you have Botox and fillers and a personal chef and a personal trainer and makeup artist and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you just sound petty and bitter and jealous. Like, who cares what other people spend their money on? Who cares what celebrities are doing with their wealth? If I were rich, would I try to give back and do some good with my platform and donate to charity? Yeah. Do I care necessarily that not every celebrity is giving every penny to charity? No. Do I care that celebrities have nannies? and personal trainers, and stylists, and hair and makeup artists, and chefs? Of course not. You know why? Because if I had their money, I also would have a maid, and a hairstylist, and a personal trainer, right? I don't see what the big deal is. Um, I have not gotten any work done, but do I judge people that have? No. Do I care that people have? No. If I had all the money in the world at my disposal, would I maybe get a little tweak here and there with my appearance? Maybe. I can't say that I wouldn't, and I'm not going to judge people who have. So that was already on my mind because I don't get that mentality. I don't get the hater mentality. I don't understand when people troll people. Um, and it was funny because I was already thinking about all of that with the recent news about stuff Cameron Diaz said and then stuff Kim Kardashian said. And I, um, this morning, I was doing some reflecting and I felt so grateful and so excited that I have stuff to look forward to again, right? Because 
during the pandemic, there were no, there was not travel. There were no concerts. Um, things that bring me joy were harder to come by. And I know that, you know, that's a first world problem. I'm never out of touch with my privilege. I understand that concerts and vacations are not like the be all end all and like, oh, cry me a river. You can't go to a show. I get it. I understand, you know, how that might come across the wrong way. At the same time, I don't think you ever should knock somebody for what brings them joy or excitement in life. Um, I also don't think you should judge how other people spend their time, their energy, their money, or what their interests are. So I had posted um, pictures of Gavin Rossdale and said I was so excited and grateful that I got floor seats to Bush and Lady Gaga this summer. My husband and I are also going to Rage Against the Machine and Metallica um, and some comedy shows. My mom and I are going to see Carrie Underwood in Vegas in a couple weeks, plus a Michael Jackson tribute show. We have a Queen tribute show coming up, Elton John in September. Um, and I was just expressing excitement and gratitude because that's how I use my social media is like a personal journal for me more than anything. And someone, you know, on face on a Instagram felt the need to come troll me. And it's definitely a troll because they don't have a picture. They don't have followers. They're not following anyone. They've made zero posts. So they come on to troll me or troll people or whatever. And personally, I think these anonymous internet trolls are like one of the lowest forms of human existence. But then at the same time, I feel bad for them because I think like how sad is it that that's how you find personal fulfillment? Um, and sadly, they're usually not actually strangers. They're usually people you know, which makes it even more uncomfortable and sad. Um, but, uh, I just don't get that. And I also don't get people who watch everything someone else is doing and posting and saying on social media, but they never give a like, they never give a positive comment. They never support you. They never text you and ask you about something awesome that you did or, or saw or accomplished. Um, you know, but they stalk you, <laughs> you know, they look at all your posts and um, sometimes they feel the need to comment. So this passive aggressive person today was like, oh, did you win the lottery? And like, that sounds innocent enough, right? But it's kind of passive aggressive and it's nosy. Like, what business is it of yours, whether I can or cannot afford to go to all these concerts or trips or whatever? Um, and so, you know, I have a podcast, I have a platform, so I'm just going to say it. Since people want to sometimes be passive aggressive and nosy, I'm going to say this to you. I work two jobs, two. I do, uh, one's full-time, one's part-time. I do freelance work and contract work. I resell clothes and handbags and home goods on the side. I have worked since I was 15 years old. And since, and I am now 38 and a half. And since I was 15, I have worked typically one or two jobs at once. And sometimes these side hustles that are kind of that passive income. Okay. Um, and I've always had that hustle and seek out ways to make money. Okay. And I don't have kids. So I spend and donate my well-earned money how I want to, how I want to. And that's nobody's business. Um, concerts and live shows are my passion. They're my main interest um, and hobby. They are where I feel the most like myself. I told that to my husband the other day. At a live show, 
at a live concert, taking in live music. That's where I feel the most me, where I feel the most like myself. So dumping on somebody for being excited about that or spending their money on that, not cool. But thanks for your concern and your rude intrusiveness and trying to put a damper on my gratitude and excitement and moment of joy. But I got to say how people, how other people uh, spend their time and money is no one's business but their own, you know? Um, And so, yeah, that's, that's my thoughts on a lot of stuff uh, that's been going on both in the world and in my world lately. Um, Hopefully next episode, I'll uh, be a little less annoyed. (laughs) Um, But that being said, even though some comments and news coverage and things like that have annoyed me online lately, um, overall, I am very grateful for everything in my life, including those of you that listen to this podcast. I know I'm blessed. I acknowledge all of that. I acknowledge my privilege. I understand that a lot of these things are not important in the grand scheme of life. So let me just say that and be clear about that. Um, and, uh, my heart is still with, uh, the people of Ukraine and everyone affected by that crisis that's ongoing. Um, there's not a moment that goes by that I'm not very grateful for this life and everyone in it. Um, so I just want to, want to say that and want to give a shout out and a thank you to all of you who have been listening and continue to listen to the Badly Branded podcast and our sister podcast, Deconstructing Bush. I appreciate all of you. We'll see you next time.